section twenty of the united states this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. the world's story volume twelve the united states edited by eva march tappan section twenty john smith as a captive among the indians sixteen o seven to sixteen o eight by captain john smith the savages having drawn from george casson whether captain smith was gone prosecuting that opportunity they followed him with three hundred bowmen conducted by the king of pamunkey who in divisions searching the turnings of the river found robinson and emery by the fireside those they shot full of arrows and slew then finding the captain as is said that used the savage that was his guide as his shield three of them being slain and divers others so galled all the rest would not come near him thinking thus to have returned to his boat regarding them as he marched more than his way he slipped up to the middle in an oozy creek and his savage with him yet durst they not come to him till being near dead with cold he threw away his arms then according to their composition they drew him forth and led him to the fire where his men were slain diligently they chafed his benumbed limbs he demanding for their captain they showed him opekenkanoff king of pamunkey to whom he gave a round ivory double compass dial much they marvelled at the playing of the fly and needle which they could see so plainly and yet not touch it because of the glass that covered them but when he demonstrated by that globe-like jewel the roundness of the earth and skies the sphere of the sun moon and stars and how the sun did chase the night round about the world continually the greatness of the land and sea the diversity of nations variety of complexions and how we were to them antipodes and many other such-like matters they all stood as amazed with admiration notwithstanding within an hour after they tied him to a tree and as many as could stand about him prepared to shoot him but the king holding up the compass in his hand they all laid down their bows and arrows and in a triumphant manner led him to oropax where he was after their manner kindly feasted and well used their order in conducting him was thus drawing themselves all in file the king in the midst had all their pieces and swords borne before him captain smith was led after him by three great savages holding him fast by each arm and on each side went in file with their arrows knocked but arriving at the town oropax which was but only thirty or forty hunting-houses made of mats which they remove as they please as we our tents all the women and children staring to behold him the soldiers first all in file performed the form of a besom so well as could be and on each flank officers as sergeants to see them keep their orders a good time they continued this exercise and then cast themselves in a ring dancing in such several postures and singing and yelling out such hellish notes and screeches being strangely painted every one his quiver of arrows and at his back a club on his arm a fox or an otter skin or some such matter for his vambrace their heads and shoulders painted red with oil and pecones mingled together which scarlet-like colour made an exceeding handsome show his bow in his hand and the skin of a bird with her wings abroad dried tied on his head a piece of copper a white shell a long feather with a small rattle growing at the tails of their snakes tied to it or some such like toy all this while smith and the king stood in the midst guarded as before is said and after three dances they all departed smith they conducted to a long house where thirty or forty tall fellows did guard him 
and ere long more bread and venison was brought him than would have served twenty men i think his stomach at that time was not very good what he left they put in baskets and tied over his head about midnight they set the meat again before him all this time not one of them would eat a bit with him till the next morning they brought him as much more and then did they eat all the old and reserve the new as they had done the other which made him think they would fat him to eat him yet in this desperate estate to defend him from the cold one mayo cassiter brought him his gown in requital of some beads and toys smith had given him at his first arrival in virginia two days after a man would have slain him but that the guard prevented it for the death of his son to whom they conducted him to recover the poor man then breathing his last smith told them that at jamestown he had a water would do it if they would let him fetch it but they would not permit that but made all the preparations they could to assault jamestown craving his advice and for recompense he should have life liberty land and women in part of a table book he wrote his mind to them at the fort what was intended how they should follow that direction to affright the messengers and without fail send him such things as he wrote for and an inventory with them the difficulty and danger he told the savages of the mines great guns and other engines exceedingly affrighted them yet according to his request they went to jamestown in as bitter weather as could be of frost and snow and within three days returned with an answer but when they came to jamestown seeing men sally out as he had told them they would they fled yet in the night they came again to the same place where he had told them they should receive an answer and such things as he had promised them which they found accordingly and with which they returned with no small expedition to the wonder of them all that heard it that he could either divine or the paper could speak then they led him to the youthtenuns the matapanians the payankatanks the nantautacuns and anamanians upon the rivers of rappahannock and potawomoc over all those rivers and back again by divers other several nations to the king's habitation at pamunkey where they entertained him with most strange and fearful conjurations as if near led to hell amongst the devils to dwell not long after early in the morning a great fire was made in a long house and a mat spread on the one side as on the other on the one they caused him to sit and all the guard went out of the house and presently came skipping in a great grim fellow all painted over with coal mingled with oil and many snakes and weasel skins stuffed with moss and all their tails tied together so as they met on the crown of his head in a tassel and round about the tassel was as a coronet of feathers the skins hanging round about his head back and shoulders and in a manner covered his face with a hellish voice and a rattle in his hand with most strange gestures and passions he began his invocation and environed the fire with a circle of meal which done three more such devils came rushing in with the like antic tricks painted half black half red but all their eyes were painted white and some red strokes like machatos along their cheeks round about him those fiends danced a pretty while and then came in three more as ugly as the rest with red eyes and white strokes over the black faces at last they all sat down right against him three of them on the one hand of the chief priest and three on the other then all with their rattles began a song which ended the chief priest laid down five weak corns then straining his arms and hands with such violence that he sweat and his veins swelled he began a short oration 
at the conclusion they all gave a short groan and then laid down three grains more after that began their song again and then another oration ever laying down so many corns as before till they had twice encircled the fire that done they took a bunch of little sticks prepared for that purpose continuing still their devotion and at the end of every song and oration they laid down a stick betwixt the divisions of corn till night neither he nor they did either eat or drink and then they feasted merrily with the best provisions they could make three days they used this ceremony the meaning whereof they told him was to know if he intended them well or no the circle of meal signified their country the circles of corn the bounds of the sea and the sticks his country they imagined the world to be flat and round like a trencher and they in the midst after this they brought him a bag of gunpowder which they carefully preserved till the next spring to plant as they did their corn because they would be acquainted with the nature of that seed apichapam the king's brother invited him to his house where with as many platters of bread fowl and wild beasts as did environ him he bid him welcome but not any of them would eat a bit with him but put up all the remainder in baskets at this return to opekankanoffs all the king's women and their children flocked about him for their parts as a due by custom to be merry with such fragments but his waking mind in hideous dreams did oft see wondrous shapes of bodies strange and huge in growth and of stupendous makes at last they brought him to maranakomako where was powhatan their emperor here more than two hundred of those grim courtiers stood wondering at him as he had been a monster till powhatan and his train had put themselves in their greatest braveries before a fire in a seat like a bedstead he sat covered with a great robe made of rarocun raccoon skins and all the tails hanging by on either hand did sit a young wench of sixteen or eighteen years and along on each side of the house two rows of men and behind them as many women with all their heads and shoulders painted red many of their heads bedecked with the white down of birds but every one with something and a great chain of white beads about their necks at his entrance before the king all the people gave a great shout the queen of apamatuck was appointed to bring him water to wash his hands and another brought him a bunch of feathers instead of a towel to dry them having feasted him after their best barbarous manner they could a long consultation was held but the conclusion was two great stones were brought before powhatan then as many as could laid hands on him dragged him to them and thereon laid his head and being ready with their clubs to beat out his brains pocahontas the king's dearest daughter when no entreaty could prevail got his head in her arms and laid her own upon him to save him from death whereat the emperor was contented he should live to make him hatchets and her bells beads and copper for they thought him as well of all occupations as themselves for the king himself will make his own robes shoes bows arrows pots plant hunt or do anything so well as the rest they say he bore a pleasant show but sure his heart was sad for who can pleasant be and rest that lives in fear and dread and having life suspected doth it still suspected lead two days after january seventh sixteen o eight powhatan having disguised himself in the most fearfullest manner he could caused captain smith to be brought forth to a great house in the woods and there upon a mat by the fire to be left alone not long after from behind a mat that divided the house was made the dolefulest noise he ever heard then powhatan more like a devil than a man with some two hundred more as black as himself came unto him and told him now they were friends and presently he should go to jamestown to send him two great guns and a grindstone for which he would give him the country of kapahawasik 
and forever esteem him as his son nantaquud so to jamestown with twelve guides powhatan sent him that night january seventh sixteen o eight they quartered in the woods he still expecting as he had done all this long time of his imprisonment every hour to be put to one death or other for all their feasting but almighty god by his divine providence had mollified the hearts of those stern barbarians with compassion the next morning january eighth betimes they came to the fort where smith having used the savages with what kindness he could he showed raw hunt powhatan's trusty servant two demi culverins and a millstone to carry powhatan they found them somewhat too heavy but when they did see him discharge them being loaded with stones among the boughs of a great tree loaded with icicles the ice and branches came so tumbling down that the poor savages ran away half dead with fear but at last we regained some confidence with them and gave them such toys and sent to powhatan his women and children such presents as gave them in general full content End of section twenty. This recording is in the public domain.